Today's topic is very close to my heart because it is about something that will impact your life. But before I tell you the topic today, this morning we have a special sharer. Many of you probably know her. She was the former Miss Universe, 1973, Margie Moran Torrendo. Let's hear her testimony. I am so privileged to speak this morning during the CCF's 38th anniversary celebration. This is after hemming and hoeing simply because of the thought of what I will say before a million Christians. The last time I faced millions was when I introduced myself to the universe in 1973 in Greece. Today is my baptism of fire, much like going through the baptism in the muddy river Jordan. But I pray to the Holy Spirit to empower me with creative artistic thoughts and to fill me with the wisdom so I can deliver my message. I am Margie Moran Florendo, and many of you remember me as Miss Universe. Having that title at a young age, I thought all the glory was mine because I earned it. It was a time in my life when I felt that fame and fortune were my measures of success. And later, as a leader of organizations, I believed I knew everything, but it does get lonely at the top. Arrogance and pride were my defenses when I felt insecure about who I was. I did not have personal goals and coasted because the Feng Shui said I was lucky. And so I thought I deserved everything I was and had. However, with leadership are the responsibilities. Earlier in my career, I would bury myself in work to escape domestic problems. On many occasions, I suffered from anxiety and life became chaotic. My marriage became an untenable situation and it broke my family. To top it all off, I had a series of unsuccessful business ventures. I could not handle failures on both fronts. One day, at the right time, and when I felt despair, God sent a friend who introduced me to a Christian service. And from then on, I had a breakthrough. I experienced a little peace order, and harmony as time passed. I started to attract the right people to my circle of friends. I was happy with what I was doing. I was more successful but felt an emptiness that I could not heal. I had one foot in and one foot out in my spiritual journey because I was searching for happiness from people and things, yet I could not find it. I had two events that were turning points, my trip to the Holy Land and the steps of Paul, because the places where we went and the biblical stories that came with it spoke to me, and God's word came alive. With Jesus' death and resurrection, my sins are forgiven. Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10 says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Having the Spirit of God fill me and believing now that what I have is by God's grace, so I started to live my life with intention and thanksgiving. I do whatever I do for His glory. I understood that good works were prepared for me. And I know that I am saved by grace through faith in Jesus. The second event was in 2020. At the height of the pandemic, I lost two brothers within three months one from cardiac and pulmonary arrest, and the other from COVID. At the end of that same year, I had to undergo pulmonary rehabilitation 
a long-hauler COVID victim myself. My, felt, my faith felt weakened. Depression and anxiety took a toll on my health, and I alternated between feeling well and unwell. I had a simple gallbladder surgery that affected my ability to digest any intake for four months. I wanted to lose weight, but losing 32 pounds so suddenly was alarming. My spiritual companions were Sister Jonas Tan Chi and my ladies' Bible group. I thought I would not reach Christmas of 2021. But when I surrendered my faith fully to Jesus and believed that he forgave my sins, I did not fear death, knowing I would have eternal life. I believe that it was my prayers and my conversations with Jesus that healed me. He led me to good physicians, and my family who supported me is now complete. So after a year of feeling miserable, I am well and taking on my new roles. But unfortunately, I gained back half my weight. But because I met Christ, I am happy and content as I do everything for his glory. I end with these words. There is no beauty as complete as one who follows his words and clinches to faith. As we rise and fall, we know that God loves us and we love him with all our hearts. Have faith because God works in mysterious ways. As it's written in Hebrews 11 verse 1, faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. Thank you. Praise God. You know, I realize God is always at work. It doesn't matter what is your past. It does not matter whatever mistakes you have done in the past, but God loves you. And that's why today I want to give a special message. The message has to do with losing heart. Ano po ibig sabihin ng losing heart? Huwag pang hinaan ng loob. Yung nawawalan ka ng pag-asa. How many of you have experienced losing heart? Parang humihina ng mga hope natin. How many of you have experienced that? You feel like giving up. Perhaps some of you today, you feel like giving up. Yes or no? You know, that's a reality. Sabi ng Biblia, in Galatians chapter 6, let's read that together. Everybody, let us not lose heart in doing good. Sa Tagalog, together, huwag tayong mapagod sa paggawa ng mabuti. Huwag kayo mapagod. Huwag pang hinaan. Don't, don't lose heart. Why? In due time, we will reap if we don't grow weary. So, huwag kayong mapagod. Some of us, napapagod na tayo sa pamilya natin. You are losing heart with your husband, with your wife, with your family. Don't lose heart. Don't be tempted to give up. Some of you are thinking of giving up with your friends, with your D group, or with your financial problems. You, you, you feel like, wala na mangyayari sa akin eh. So surrender na ako. Well, today, I have good news for you. Do you want to learn how not to give up? On the other hand, look at the topic today. The topic today, let's look at that. Do not lose heart. Press on joyfully. Don't lose heart. Press on joyfully. In Tagalog, mag pang hinan huwag huwag hindi pag huwag huwag. Nawala yung ano dito eh. Yung H, okay? Believe me, my H dyan, ha? Huwag pang hinaan ng loob. Ano ba ito? Mag what? Tiyaga ng may galak. You know what galak? With joy. Friends, press on with joy. Don't surrender, don't give up. Pastor, madali magsalita. Wala kang problema sa buhay. Pero kami, may problema kami. Well, I'm going to tell you something. 
I want you to look at the life of Paul. See, Apostle Paul, maraming problema. Do you want to know his problem so that you'll appreciate how not to lose heart? Do you notice we have a picture of a hand? You know why? Today, I want you to remember the word palm. P-A-L-M. Ano po ibig sabihin ng palm? Four important words that will help you not give up. P. Perspective. Together. Perspective. In Tagalog, pananaw. Yung pagtingin sa buhay. Perspective. Next. A. Accountability. Pananagutan. I will explain that word. Number three. Love. Pag-ibig. Number four, mission. Mission. <laughs> Yan ang mga Tagalog natin. Notice, palm. How do you not lose heart? Imagine you are in God's hand. And God is saying, ako bahala sa'yo. I'm holding you. P, perspective. Okay? What is perspective? Pananaw. Ano po ibig sabihin niyan? I want you to see the Apostle Paul. I want you to know his problem. All right? Let's begin. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Ito si Paul. Ha? Grabe ang problema nito. But let us look at his perspective. <clears throat> Together. Therefore, we do not lose heart. You see? Paul is saying, don't lose heart. Huwag ka maging discouraged. Don't lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, our inner man is being renewed day by day. Look at this perspective. Sabi ni Paul, my, my body is decaying. Tumatanda na ako. Maraming problema na yan. May mga sakit na dyan. Pero my inner man is being renewed. Huh. Ano bang ibig sabihin niyan? Read the next verse momentary light affliction momentary light affliction ano po ibig sabihin niyan everybody bahagya at ah hindi naman mahaba na problema yan pero may problema ako Paul is saying I have affliction you know what is affliction in Tagalog ano po ibig sabihin ng affliction Pastor Bong Ano po ibig sabihin ng affliction? Paul, I cannot read your lips eh, kasi nakakover ka eh. You know, the truth is this, affliction. Minsan, example of affliction, ha? Sakit. May sakit, ano? Ano pa? Problema. Affliction ba yan? Problema. Ano pa? Trials. Oh, English pala yun, Trials. Affliction is something you don't like. Sabi ni Apostle Paul, yes, inaamin ko, I have affliction. But my affliction is momentary. It's light. He's not saying he has no problem. But when you look at problem, for him, it is light. Why? Ah, producing for us an eternal weight of glory. So, let me read the Bible straight in English. Ito po sabi niya. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Sabi ng Bible, sabi ni Paul, lahat ng mga pagkahirap ko is producing. Ito ay tumutulong sa akin to produce it eternal weight of glory. Kagalakang walang hanggan at walang katulad. So, Paul's perspective is not now. He does not see his problem now. He's seeing, after all of this problem, God is going to give me eternal glory. Oh, anong gusto yan? Everybody, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, 
For the things which are seen are temporal, the things which are not seen are eternal. Alam po, ibig sabihin niyan, Paul's perspective is this. I do not just look at the physical world, what eyes can see. Yeah, yeah. I do not look at this only. I also look at the spiritual world, what eyes cannot see. You know why Paul has that, has that perspective? Do you know why? For Paul, the world is real, this is real, but the spiritual world is more real. You know why? Remember one day, Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians. What happened to Paul? Jesus appeared to Paul. When Jesus appeared to Paul, he got the shock of his life. Here was Jesus. He hated Jesus. For him, Jesus was just a man, a false teacher, a fake teacher. And here was Jesus with all of his glory. Paul was transformed because he saw Jesus, the reality that Jesus is the Son of God. So for Paul, the spirit world is real. For you, many times, you may believe in the spirit world, but you don't really believe it is that real. So how do you overcome losing heart? I want to give you an example. What Paul went through. Alam mo si Paul, naranas niya the following, right? If you don't mind, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Everybody, read this with me. Sabi ni Paul, ah, I am, okay, far more imprisonments na kulong si Paul, beaten, nabugbog siya, without number. Ang daming beses na nabugbog siya. Often in danger of death. Kamuntik na akong pinatay. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Five times. They beat him 39 times. 39 times five. That's how many times? 245. If you look at the back of Paul, you will see all the scar. You know, when the Romans beat you, at the end of the rod, there are what? Broken bones. Grabe. So Paul went through a lot. Bloody mess. So if you look at his back, it's full of scar. Next, three times I was beaten with rods. How many of you have been beaten with rods? Sumbu mo sa akin. I-report ko tatay mo. Once I was stoned. How many of you have been stoned? Wala pa. Don't worry. You won't be stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I spent in the deep. Paul is saying, if you want to know my life, it has not been easy. Look at the next verse. I've been in frequent journeys of dangers from the robbers, dangers from my countrymen, danger from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. Ito ang pinakamasakit. Kunyari, kunyari, Cristiano. Now, let me ask you, did Paul have proper reason to give up? Yes or no? But did he give up? Why? Perspective. Paul says, this body is decaying, but the inner man is being renewed. You see, perspective is crucial. Let me explain to you. Ano po ibig sabihin ng perspective, all right? I want to show you a picture, all right? Yung pagpananaw natin. Anong nakita ninyo dito? How many of you see an old man and an old girl? Raise your hand. <clears throat> What else do you see? How many of you saw a guy playing guitar and a young girl listening? Raise your hand. How many of you don't see anything? What else do you see? How many of you see a statue here? Huh? All right. How many of you saw this battle? 
How many of you saw a curtain? What's my point? Perspective, you have to learn to see things. Many of us are very myopic. Ito lang makikita natin. That's why lagi ka na discourage. Your perspective of problem is one-sided. Basta may problema, surrender na ako. Hindi ko na kaya ito. No, no, no. Learn to see things from God's perspective. For example, ito mas madali ito. Ha? I think I want you to see another picture. Oh, ito. Lalaki, babae. How many of you sees a girl? Raise your hand. How many of you sees a boy, a guy? How many of you sees both? And how many of you don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you see? Perspective. Listen to me. All of us have perspective. The only problem is this. Is it complete? Is it partial? Is it right? Is it wrong? Many of us have wrong perspective. That's why you give up. That's why you surrender. When you have problems, you think God is angry at you. How many of you have lost your lost heart? Worst of all, you lost heart to yourself. You feel you are a failure. And then you feel you lost hope in God. Pastor, dasala ko ng dasal. Wala naman nangyari. Do you have that experience from time to time? Well, today I'm going to tell you how to avoid losing heart. Number one, say that with me. Perspective. How do you see things? You know why it's so important? Many years ago, there's a company called Eastman Kodak. How many of you have heard of Eastman Kodak? Kodak. How many of you have experienced Kodak moment? In fact, Kodak became a byword. Tama ba? They were so successful. Now, did you know that Kodak was the first company to invent the digital camera? They invented the digital camera as early as 1972. Why did they not develop it? Because they were so myopic. Their perspective was film. They controlled the film market, 90% of the world market. Isman Kodak. They controlled the camera. 70% of all cameras controlled by this company, Kodak. So for them, we're so successful. Why do we need to develop digital camera. Their scientists said, Sir, maganda ito. Digital camera, no more film. Alam mo, ang mga boss, myopic. No, no, no. We're happy with what we're doing. When the patent expired in 2007, the patent for digital camera, guess what happened? By 2012, Kodak declared bankruptcy. They could not survive. You know why? The digital camera took over. That's why you have this cell phone. It is the digital technology. But what is so sad, if you have wrong perspective, it will be very costly to your life. Many of you, maybe you are happy now with your life, your perspective. Okay naman ako eh. But I want you to ask yourself, what is your perspective of life? For the Apostle Paul, you know what is his perspective of life and death? Oh, read the next verse. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, look at his perspective. Sabi ni Paul, huh? If the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Indeed, in, the, in this house, we groan. There is pain. We groan. Longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. You know what he's saying? Paul is saying, my human body is like an earthly tent. Paul was a tent maker. So, Paul is describing, when my body is going to decay, when I will die, it's like a tent. It's packed up, gone. But, after I die, God will give me, notice, we have a building. He does not use the word tent. He uses the word building. We have a body from God. 
a house not made with hands eternal. What Paul is saying is simply this. When I die, this body is like a tent. It will be broken down, but God will give me a new super body. Ah, how many of you are sure that when you die, you'll be given a new super body? Look at the next verse. Sabi ni Paul. While we are in this tent, while we are in this body, we groan. You know what is groan in Tagalog? Oh, ito, ito, groan. <sighs> Yan, groan. <sighs> groan. We groan, being burdened. For you to understand this, you ask those who are 50 years old and up. Raise your hand. Mga 50 and up. Okay. Mga 50 and up. Mayroon na ba sakit dito, sakit sa paa, sakit dyan, huh? yes or no? You know why? Your body is groaning. This body is gonna decay, whether you like it or not. Itong modelo natin, dapat palitan na. Anong klase modelo papalitan natin? Made in heaven. Yan ang sinasabi niya. So, let's read. Because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed so that what is mortal, this body is mortal, will be swallowed up by life. Ano po ibig sabihin He who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Spirit as a pledge. Ano po ibig sabihin God is saying to guarantee that you will have a new body Paul is saying, God gave us the Holy Spirit as a pledge. For this very purpose, God gave us the Spirit as a pledge. Ang ibig sabihin ng pledge, down payment. When you buy a house, you give a down payment. To guarantee the seller, you will pay the balance. God is telling you, I'm giving you a down payment. Ano pa ang down payment sa atin? Espiritu Santo. How do you know you have the Holy Spirit? The day you come to Jesus... If you are sincere, you will notice changes in your life. Ano po ang pagbabago sa buhay mo? I look at my life. Ang pagbago ng buhay ko, when I invited Jesus into my heart, the Holy Spirit came. Suddenly, I began to be desire to study the Bible. Dati wala akong hilig sa pagbabasa ng Bible. I have a desire to worship God. Something happened in me. I have a new desire. I don't like to commit sin anymore. I'm not perfect, but I have a new desire. Now, what about you? Nagbagong buhay ka na ba? Be honest with me. When you came to Jesus and you asked Him to be your Lord and Savior, are there changes in your life, yes or no? I believe there are many changes. Why are you here this Sunday? I think you are here this Sunday because the Spirit is telling you, you better attend so you will grow. Am I correct? Why is there an inner voice telling you, you better join a small group? Because the Holy Spirit is telling you, if you want to grow spiritually, you better attend a small group. You see, there's a new desire. Sabi ni Paul, the Holy Spirit is given to you so that it's a guarantee your body will be changed. Look at the next verse. Let's continue reading. This verse... I added this to let you know what will happen to your body. Pakibasa natin. This perishable, this perishable body must put on imperishable. This mortal must put on immortality. But when the perishable will have put on the imperishable, this mortal will have put on immortality. You know, the Bible is simply saying this. This body of yours will someday be changed to a super body. Now, you may not appreciate this, but you know what? As a pastor, I've seen many members. I see them in hospital. They're in pain. Cancer. My own mother was bedridden for 20 years. My mother had diabetes. Eventually, she was amputated. Pinutol po ang paanya. And then, she lost her eyesight. And then, she had minor stroke. She could not speak anymore. She was bedridden. Nakakama lang siya. 20 years. I saw my father 
taking care of my mother. I would visit my mother. And every time I see my mother, I tell my mother. I said, Mommy, someday you will have a new body. I use this verse. Every time I'm with my mother, that's the only comfort I can give her. I said, Mommy, I know. Because I see her struggling. She wants to speak. She cannot speak. So I said, Mommy, God will give you a new body. When I saw my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law was dying of pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer is very painful. I saw all the pain. I said, Brad, God will give you someday a new body. See, that's what God promised us. Many people don't understand the perspective of Christians when it comes to our future. You have an amazing, glorious future. Do you know that? No matter what happens to you, when you're having problems, God is saying your problem, as long as you keep on following me, will become your blessing. Do you know that, Sabine Paul? Momentary affliction is producing for me eternal weight of glory. You know why? Every time you have a problem, your character is being transformed. But just because you have a problem does not mean your character will change. Just because you have a problem does not mean it will be glory. It depends on how you respond. If you respond like the Apostle Paul, Lord, hindi ko maintindihan bakit ang dami-dami kong problema. But I trust you. I will love you. Wow. God is saying, I will honor your faith because your character is being transformed. And then your body will be transformed into a super body. Look at 1 John. Ito sabi ni Jesus sa atin, ha? Everybody read. Now we are children of God. We are children of God. But it has not yet appeared as yet what we will be. But we know when He appears, when Jesus comes again, we will be like Him. You will be like him. You will have super body like Jesus. Do you remember when Jesus appeared again? What did he do with the disciples? Anong ginawa ni Jesus nung nabuhay siya ulit? He ate with them. He drank with them. And then he told the disciples, touch me, touch me. And Jesus said, spirit cannot eat. Spirit do not drink. Spirit don't have body. But Jesus said, look at me. You see, you have to understand theology you are going to be given a literal super body that can eat, that can drink, but no more pain, no more sin, no more sickness. Amen? Praise God, I tell you. You have to know that perspective, the perspective of what is true. You see, the Christian life, you have every reason not to lose heart. What can maging discourage? Because number one, your perspective in life. When you die, it's going to be much better. Okay? That's why look at the next verse. Anong sabi ng Bible? Sabi ni Paul, huh? Therefore, conclusion, therefore, always of good courage. Laging malakas ang aming loob. Laging malakas. Why? Knowing while we are at home in the body, I'm alive now, we're absent from the Lord because you will only be in God's very presence physically. We walk by faith, not by sight. Your perspective should be by faith, not by sight, not on human eyes. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Do you know the meaning of this? Absent from the body, the day you die, you leave your body and you'll be present in God's eyes. You'll be present with Him. Amazing promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So, do not lose heart, even when it's about death, even when it's about sickness, whatever problems you may have, don't lose heart. You know why? God's hand is upon your life. God is saying, ako bahala sa Your future is fantastic. Lahat na problema natin dito, temporal lang yan. Sabi ni Paul, temporal lang yan. Compared to eternity. All your sufferings, all your pain, they will produce something even better. Ah, next. 
Accountability. Ano po ibig sabihin ng accountability? Look at the Bible verse, okay? I want you to look at 2 Corinthians. Therefore, we have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to Him. You know why Paul don't lose heart? Sabi ni Paul, ang ambition niya is what? To be pleasing, to be pleasing to Him. Sabi ni Paul, ah, our ambition, my goal, I don't know what your ambition. For some people, their ambition is to get married. Yes or no? How many of you are single? Raise your hand. Taas-taas ng konti. Huwag ka mahiya. Siguraro nyo, single pa kayo? Okay. Now, I don't know what your ambition. For some people, their ambition is to become very rich. For some people, their ambition is to have lots of money. Nothing wrong, except I'm going to ask you a question. Assuming you have all of it, will that really make you happy? Just think, what do you really want out of life? Assuming you have everything you wanted, money, popularity, power, will that really make you happy? I want you to think. Sabi ni Paul, pinaka-importante sa akin, I want to please him. Our ambition, ito po ang ambition ko. Whether at home, whether I'm in this body, or absent, to be pleasing to Him. Let me give you an example. Ano po ibig sabihin? To be pleasing to God. There was a passenger sa aeroplano, and not, because the plane was late, lahat ng mga pasahero nagdadabog-dabog. Okay? Ang daming complaint. But there was a stewardess. Yung stewardess, ang bait. Always smiling. Always serving the passenger. Itong kaibigan ko, Kristiyano ito eh. A seminary professor. So at the end of the flight, he approached the girl. Pinunta niya yung stewardess. Sabi niya, ma'am, I notice you are always smiling. You are always serving the passengers. Can you tell me what's your secret? Ano mo itong sabi ng stewardess? Sir, I am not just serving people. I am serving the Lord. Every morning, every morning, sabi niya, every morning, when I leave my house, my husband and I pray together. And our prayer is something like this. Lord Jesus, as we go, we want to honor your name. We want to serve you. Help us to bring honor to your name. That is the meaning of my ambition is to serve him. Because Paul knows I'm accountable to the King of Kings. You see, Paul is not saying, don't be accountable to people. But for Paul, the most important is to make God happy. And my friend, if that's your goal, to make God happy, you will work differently. Either you're a driver, <clears throat> waiter, businessman, manager. If you are here to serve God, you will act differently. Why? Ito po ang perspective ni Paul. Why? Can you read the next verse, please? Together, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Paul is saying, you and I are accountable to one and only one person, Jesus Christ. Whether you like it or not, listen, everybody, read this. We, you and I, must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. All of us. So that each one, each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done. The word recompense is the word for reimburse. God is saying, I will repay you for your faithfulness. You see, many times people lose heart. You know why? Ang sipag-sipag ko, but nobody's recognizing me. People don't appreciate me. That's okay. You are not serving men. You are serving the Lord. That's what the Bible is saying. God is saying, ako bahala sa'yo. Ako ang babahid sa'yo. But you do what I ask you to do. That's what he's saying. Each one will be recompensed for his deeds. The word recompense means what? Reimburse. God is saying, ako bahala sa'yo. Now, God does not have to reimburse us. 
But he said, ako bahala sa'yo. God is amazing. We are accountable to him and he made himself accountable to us. He's saying, look, ako bahala sa'yo. Ito pangako ko. Be faithful. I'll take care of you. Wow. That's what Paul is saying. That's why if you look at some people, ang yaman-yaman, pero magnanakaw, hindi honest, don't be discouraged. You know why? The day will come. Sabi ni Lord, ako bahala sa kanila. That's found in Romans chapter 14. Hindi, hindi ko in-invento ito. Look at Romans 14. Why do you judge your brother? Huh? Why are you telling me, eh, ito naman, dishonest, ito naman, ang daming kalokohan, bakit ang yaman-yaman? Why do you judge them? Or you, again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? Sabi ni Lord, huwag kang makialam sa ibang tao. For we, read, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. So then, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. So my friend, I want you to know something. Your life will never be the same if you live for Jesus. You will never be discouraged. You know why? Because you are living for Him. And one day you will stand before God. Guys, I do not know your secret life. But I know some Christians. They pretend to be nice on Sunday. But Monday to Friday, they have a double life. I know yung double, double cara, yung, yung double cara. You know what I mean? A ladies, yung boyfriend mo, kunyari, boyfriend, no? Pero lahat ng mga babae, panay boyfriend daw siya, lahat ng mga babae, problema yan, ha? My friend, I want you to know something. Don't lose heart. Welcome mapagod. God is the judge. And God will reimburse you. Amen? Praise God. All right. Now, you need to know the difference of rewards and salvation. Ito po ang pakaiba. Salvation is by grace. Rewards that God will give you is by works. You work for it. Itong salvation natin, yung buhay na walang hanggan, yung pagpatawad ng kasalanan, is free gift. Bakit? Christ did si Jesus na matay sa cross para sa atin. Pero itong rewards, iba ito. Rewards is you earn by your faithful service. Rewards is what you we do for Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Salvation, what He did for us. Rewards, what you do for Him. Understand? Oh, salvation. Today, you can be sure of salvation today. Rewards is future. It will be given someday. Salvation is same for every believers. If you come to Jesus, you are forgiven. If you come to Jesus, you are justified. If you come to Jesus, you have eternal life. Amen? However, rewards are different. Rewards are different among believers. Hindi pareho-pareho. Example, look at what the Bible says. <clears throat> look at, I want you to look at the book of Luke. Sabi ng Biblia. Okay. Look at what the Bible says. Huh? The first servant appeared. Master, your mina, itong mina is a sum of money. Yung mina na binigay mo sa akin na-invest ko ito, naging 10 minas. Okay? Hindi lang doble, hindi lang triple. Yung pera na binigay mo sa akin, na-invest ko, dumami. And the master said, well done, good slave. Because you have been faithful in the fee, in a very little thing, you are to be in authority over 10 cities. So this guy is the mayor of 10 cities. Hindi na pala mayor yun. Governor, 10 cities. The second came. Your Mina master has made five. Wow. Sabi, na, sabi ni boss. And you are to be over five. You see, Christians, someday, when you enter heaven, salvation is free. Paid by Jesus. But what you do for Jesus is another story. Some of us will see Jesus. I hope you can show Jesus something you have done for him. Don't enter heaven empty-handed. I want to do my best for Jesus. You know why? He gave me his all, and I want to do my best. You know why? 
for the Apostle Paul, you know what motivated him? His love. Ah, nasa Bible yan. Hindi lang accountability. What motivated Paul is pag-ibig, love. Let's look at the Bible. Sabi niya, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the love of Christ controls us. You see, Paul was not just motivated by eternal perspective. Sabi ni Paul, I don't lose heart. Kasi, the way I look at things, ang pagpaningin ko sa mga bagay, I see eternal. I see the eternal values. Number two, sabi ni Paul, I don't lose heart. I'm accountable to the King of Kings. I serve Him, not people. And number three, ano sabi ni Paul? I don't lose heart. Sabi ni Paul, huwag pang hinaan ng loob, sabi niya. Ang loob ko, hindi ako nawawalan ng pag-asa. You know why? Because of the love of Christ. Look at what he said. He died for all. Jesus died for all. So that we, tayo, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. She Paul knew that Jesus loved him. Notice, he was motivated by love. And that's why he wanted to live for Jesus. Are you motivated by love? You know, my wife told me a story. Whether it's true or not, that's not the important thing. It's the story of a girl that was blind. Her boyfriend loved her so much, her boyfriend proposed marriage. But this girl told her boyfriend, I will not marry you until I can see again. I want to see you. You know, the boy loved the girl even though she was blind. Because love is unconditional. So she went out of his way and the girl had a very successful operation and she could see. When she could see, she looked at her boyfriend and she told her boyfriend, I will not marry you because you are also blind. The boyfriend was brokenhearted. The boyfriend wrote a short note. Darling, please take care of my eyes. I love you. Wow. You see, the boyfriend gave up his eyes so that this girl could see. But what she did, we don't really know why she did it. I realize there are many Christians like this. Jesus died for you, but you don't live for Jesus. Either you don't know what he did for you, or you take his blessing for granted. I do not know. But all I know is the power of love. When the apostle Peter turned away from Jesus and betrayed Jesus, remember? I don't know Jesus. When they met face to face again, Jesus, Jesus talked to Peter. Peter, do you love me? He asked Peter three times. Peter, do you love me? Take care of my flock. Peter, do you love me? Take care of my lamb. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Why did Jesus ask Peter, do you love me? Because Jesus knew the only motivation that will keep you faithful in serving God is love. Love for him. So my friend, do you love Jesus? You know, this week, I think it was a Wednesday morning, I was alone with God, and I said, Jesus, I love you. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Sometimes I ask myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I pastoring CCF? Do you know you have many pastors? They do this. Some of them are self-supporting. They are not paid by CCF. I ask myself, why am I doing this? And you know, I told Jesus, Lord, you love me and I love you. Do you love Jesus? I'm asking you today, do you love Jesus? If you want to live a holy life, you must love Jesus more than you love yourself. If you want to overcome sin, you got to love Jesus more than you love sin. If you don't want to lose heart and you want to press on, 
with joy, love Jesus. You love Jesus? I pray you do. If you don't know how to love Jesus, think of his love for you. I think of his love for me. And I say, Lord, all that you've done for me, I love you. The secret of loving Jesus is to focus on his love for you. And lastly, mission. You know, for the Apostle Paul, he knew his mission. That's why he does not lose heart. Palm, P, perspective. A, accountability. L, love. What is M? Palm. M, mission. Oh, so pakibasa natin, mission. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Therefore, everybody, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. The Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. What is the meaning of ambassadors for Christ? The highest position you can ever have in a foreign country. That's called ambassador. Ambassador is representing the king, representing the president in a foreign country. You have one primary duty. Represent your country very well. Represent the president very well. Represent the king very well. Deliver the message of the king. That's your job as ambassador. It's a very high position. That's why, what is our job? Sabidito, we beg you on behalf of Christ. Everybody read. Be reconciled to God. Makipagkasundo kayo sa Diyos. That is God's message to the world. We are ambassadors. We are to represent God. Our mission is so serious. You are to tell everybody to be reconciled to God. Look at verse 19. Look at the context of this. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Sabi ng Biblia, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God loves us so much. He was in Christ telling us to be reconciled to him. Not counting our trespasses. Not counting your sin. What happened to your sin? The sin of rebellion. Every time you commit sin, you are rebelling against God. And God is saying, I will forgive you because of Christ. So sabi po dito, not counting their trespasses. I'm so happy. That's the message of the gospel. God is saying, I will not count your sin against you anymore. Why? Because of Christ. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Let me ask you a question. Have you been reconciled to God? Do you know you're ambassadors of Christ? Can you turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you are the ambassador of Christ. You don't believe? All right, I'm now telling you. You are God's ambassador. Let me tell you the true story of one of the greatest failure in Christian history. How many of you have heard of Kublai Khan? Do you know 700 years ago, in the time of Kublai Khan, he wrote a letter to the Pope. In this letter, he told the Pope, send me 100 Bible teachers. If you can convince me that Christianity is better, I will become a Christian. I will be baptized. And all my lords, all my barons will adopt Christianity. And all their subjects will also adopt Christianity. But send us 100 Bible teachers. You know what happened? The Pope never took this seriously. He only sent two, two priests. And the two priests did not even make it to Mongolia. There was the Buddhists. The Buddhists went to see Kublai Khan. And Kublai Khan, remember Kublai Khan is open-minded. He wants to know, is Christianity the best? Can you imagine the message of Christianity? God so loved the world, he gave us his son, that Jesus died and rose again from the dead. But Kublai Khan never heard the gospel clearly. So what did he do? He translated the Buddhist script. He appointed a Buddhist monk to be the preacher of the state. Imagine, 
the Mongol Empire controlled one-fifth of the entire world, the most powerful empire of that time. One-fifth of the entire world population, entire geography, from China, India, all the way to part of East Europe, was controlled by who? Kublai Khan. But you and I missed the chance when we were given the opportunity to present Jesus. Today, God is giving you the same assignment. God is saying, I'm now telling you, out of the two billion people in Asia, all over the world that have not heard the gospel, I'm making you ambassador. How will you begin? I suggest, I have prepared a website for all of you. If you want to join this movement, this is, a web, this is something that you can click on if you want to be involved. If you want to be involved in, in this amazing movement of sharing the gospel with people. Remember, CCF is a movement. I don't want you to be a Sunday Christian. I want you to be part of God's group of ambassadors. Do you know ambassador is a very prestigious position? One more time, turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you are the ambassador. Excuse me. If you are the ambassador, you have to act like an ambassador. You must represent the country. What country are we representing? Tell me, which country are we representing? No, the king of kings, the kingdom of God. I'm not Philippines. You, I won't make you the ambassador of the Philippines. Only the president can do that. I'm making you the ambassador of the king of kings, the ambassador of God. Amen? Ay, nako, Philippines, malayo yan. You are the ambassador of the king of kings. You are accountable to the president of the universe, Jesus Christ. Amen? So you better act properly. Huwag natin payain the kingdom of God. Now, are you trained? My friend was appointed ambassador. You know what he told me? He had to go through a school, a short lecture. How to speak, how to greet, how to act publicly, how to say things. You know why? Ambassador represents a country. You represent God. So at home, you better behave properly because when your family look at you, you represent Jesus. I pray you, your life will be attractive to Jesus. So as we close in prayer, I'm going to give you this opportunity, okay? You sign up if you want to be the ambassador. We will teach you what to do. Step one, step two, step three. However, there may be some of you right now, you are not yet part of God's kingdom. You are not yet reconciled. Can I tell you your problem? If you are not yet reconciled, this is your problem. Look at 2 Thessalonians. Everybody read. When the Lord Jesus will reveal from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, the second coming of Christ, mighty angels, dealing out retribution, justice to those who do not know God, who are not reconciled to God, to those who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus. You see, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are rebellious in nature. We have rebelled, we have rebelled against God. Kalaban natin ang Diyos sa buhay natin. You need to surrender. You need to be reconciled to Him today. Because if you are not reconciled to Him, you are not surrendered to Him, this is your problem. What is your problem? Sabi dito, this will pay the penalty of eternal destruction. Away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. The Bible tells us there will be consequences. Eternal destruction. It does not mean annihilation. Destruction, loss of well-being. The Bible describes us as the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone. The Bible says away from the presence of God. Folks, if you don't take your mission seriously, you will lose heart. I take my calling seriously. I'm called by God to give the message. Be reconciled. If you are not reconciled, you have a big problem. 
And that problem is eternal destruction away from the presence of God. But the good news, if you are reconciled, according to the Bible in 1 Corinthians, you know what you will have? God promise you, what eyes have not seen. Everybody read this, okay? Which, everybody read. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. You see, your perspective of eternity is crucial. God has prepared something so beautiful. You have no idea what it is. It's for you. Now, why will people reject being reconciled with God? Because they have not heard the Bible. Now I'm telling you, God is welcoming you. God is saying, will you want to be reconciled to me? Can I tell you how you can be reconciled to God? Very simple. Just like in the time of Paul, the Roman Empire, when they conquered a country, they give them a, the, the, a peace treaty to be reconciled. Who gives the term? The victor, the Roman Empire. If you agree with the terms of the Roman Empire, you will be absorbed in their empire and you can become a Roman citizen. The same thing with the kingdom of God. God is saying, I am offering you reconciliation, forgiveness, pardon. But you must accept my term. You don't give the term. He gives the terms. What is his term? You must recognize Jesus as your new king. You can no longer be the king of your own life. Jesus is going to be your new king. Will you surrender your life and accept Jesus as your king? Amen? Now, if you want to be reconciled, you surrender today. And say, Jesus, I have been in rebellion. Today, I surrender. I accept you as my Lord. Not just my Savior, but my King. The moment you surrender, the Bible tells us you are reconciled. Would you like to be reconciled? All right, let's bow our heads and pray. If your desire is to be reconciled and you are not yet sure you are reconciled, will you raise your hands as I pray for you? Higher. Today you want to be reconciled. Anybody else? Praise God. Higher. To those of you who want to be reconciled, I'm going to teach you how to be reconciled through a simple prayer. All right? Those of you who raise your hands, higher. I want you to stand up wherever you are. Stand up. You want to be reconciled. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Stand up. And you pray this prayer with me, all right? Stand up. If you want to be reconciled with Jesus today, you want to recognize him as your king. Understand? You want to surrender your life to him. You pray this prayer. It's never too late. You stand up wherever you are. It's a sign that you want to surrender your life, that he's going to be your king. You pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I admit I am a sinner. I have been in rebellion against you. Today, I surrender my life. I will acknowledge you as my new king. You are my Lord, not just my Savior. I surrender my all to you. I accept your gift of forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sins. I receive you. I receive your gift of eternal life and forgiveness. If that's your prayer, I want you to know something. Today, you are reconciled with God. It's your new day. And now I encourage you to move on. How? I want you to say, Lord Jesus, you pray this prayer with me. I will pray for you that God will use you to be his ambassador. Amen? Now, to those of you who want to be his ambassador and you know Jesus already, but you have not understood the significance of being an ambassador and you want to be an ambassador, feel free. Stand up also. I'll pray for you. To be the ambassador of Jesus, you are recognizing your calling and you will 
be faithful to your calling, I'll pray for you. Lord Jesus, I pray for those who have committed their lives to you and now those who want to be your ambassador. Will you guide them? Will you help them to live in such a way that there will be joy, that they will not lose heart when problem comes. Lord, when problem comes, remind us there's a purpose that is only temporal and the eternal is much better. Help us to open our eyes, not to be myopic, not to see everything happening as the most important things. Lord, the spiritual world is so much more true. It is eternal. And I pray all of us, all CCFers, will set our hearts, our eyes on what is eternal, to live for you, to please you. And Lord, we all await that day when you will reward us with amazing blessings, with eyes and ears and heart can never understand. Thank you for your love for each one of us. Will you bless your people here today? In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.